Hello, International BTS Army. You have stumbled across Begin the Search, a podcast that I created about BTS or that I feel inspired by BTS, so I just wanted to be able to talk about them and share my thoughts and feelings. At the moment, I'm recording in the stairwell of my house, and I wanted to welcome all of you who are new. Thanks so much for clicking on the podcast and giving it a chance. I'm happy to have you here. And for anyone who's returning, thanks for coming to this chaotic sort of zone where I just say it like it it should never be said. Just kidding. I don't know. Um, it's probably a more of a censored podcast than some of them out there because I try to keep it pretty clean and innocent, but I am all over the place with the topics tonight. And we're ranging from talking about how can a bias really be a bias because we love them all so much as well as talking about how BTS has an advantage because of the career they've chosen to be able to be successful in life for a really long time. But I hope that you'll enjoy something from this podcast and share it with someone else if you think that they would be interested. Otherwise, just come along for the ride and I'm really happy to have you here. Let's get into it. You can be a singer as late in your life as you want to. So you can start late or you can continue late. Athletes usually have to retire sometime around age th age 30 or 35, depending on what their sport is. There are a lot of people who will be able to play longer, but gymnasts, their bodies wear out really fast. And so a lot of them will retire in their 20s. Basketball players, I'm not sure how long they go, but what, early 30s or so? Early to mid 30s. Figure skaters usually will retire around that time as well. You're just not seeing a lot of older skaters anymore, it seems like, or older gymnasts. So they start competing in those realms usually around age 15, 16. And then they reach their prime close to age 19, 20, or up to 22 or so. And then when they reach about 25, 26, they're considered one of the older competitors. So that's really interesting. And But with singing, with becoming a vocalist, you can sing for years and years and years and years and years. Idols, pop stars who do a lot of dancing, they are athletes as well as vocalists. So, in a way, they're going to have to retire at some point earlier than a vocalist would who's just like a vocalist or an actor. They're going to have to retire from dancing earlier than they can, they'll have to retire from, you know, singing and rapping. So what's really great about all of our guys, all of BTS members, is that they will still be able to use their voices and their vocal cords to earn their living or to bless people's lives, make people happy, make themselves happy. And then on top of that, they're songwriters. So that's just incredible that they have all these gifts. They have all these skills and talents. They are very well polished and they're getting better and better all the time. And they'll be able to do whatever they want in the careers that they choose after their next contract or however many contracts they're going to sign and fulfill together, they will be able to continue doing music or performing or 
producing and creating as long as they want to until they don't have a voice anymore. And that's not going to happen until they lived a good, long, healthy life, you know? If you take really good care of your health and if you take really good care of your voice, you're going to have that tool or that instrument to do whatever you want with it until you're getting up there in age. And so luckily all of our BTS guys have years and years and years ahead of them for using their voices. So if you can picture 20 years down the line, they're still going to sound really great. They're not going to decline in their vocal ability unless they stop practicing or unless they have some kind of a physical ailment or injury on the vocal cord. I have chronic moderate to severe asthma and at one point with my lung functions test about a year and a half ago, maybe it was two years ago, um, the doctor told me that I was at high risk for COPD and that I, my lungs were functioning at the level or at, at the capacity of an 84-year-old person. That scared me so much. I looked up COPD. It looks like you die from it. It looks like you don't have a long outlook to your life. And I was so scared. And I'm like, why did this doctor not offer me any hope? No solutions, no like caution if I'm at high risk for it, but I don't have it yet. Why are they not telling me what to do to change or how to improve? Or, you know, why are they not giving me a machine or different kind of medicine or something? And I just felt so like robbed. I felt robbed because I was like, I was thinking, how come nobody ever caught this? How come when I've been to the doctor, nobody ever gave me a lung functions test? But I've had asthma ever since I was five or six years old. How come nobody ever gave me a lung functions test and got me on medicines or supplements or whatever exercises or something that's going to help me breathe better? And I felt so like victimized because I felt like people had the tools and the knowledge and the skills to help me and to get me tested and to get me examined and they never did it. And so it's really hard when something like that happens and you're like, I want to blame this on somebody because I know it wasn't my fault. I didn't even know that there were nebulizers out there. I didn't even know that there's actual preventative inhalers besides your emergency inhaler out there. I didn't know that there were steroids that you could take. I didn't know. And I'm not saying go out and get a bunch of drugs, get a, get a whole bunch of medical, you know, prescription drugs or steroids. I'm not saying that. But if that's something that can help you and prolong your life and give you a quality of life and keep your lungs open and keep them functioning better, go pursue that and get that, you guys. If you haven't yet, if you've never heard of a nebulizer but you have really bad asthma, you need to ask your doctor about a nebulizer. It's a machine. It's about $100. My insurance covers it, so thankfully. But, you know, I had to wait until way past, years past what I should have known about it to actually get one. I just got one last year. I, I actually, I got it at Christmas time. And I've had my preventative inhaler less than one year. So all I had was my emergency inhaler, and you're not supposed to take that more than a couple times a day. That's what they told me, but I was taking it 
every single four hours. I was looking at the clock, and I was like, it's only been two hours since I last took it, but I need it again. And then I would look at the clock again, and I'd say, man, it's only been three hours since the last time I took it. I need to take it now, please. And I would just struggle and suffer for that fourth hour. And finally, I would be so relieved, and I would be like, okay, I'm going to take it now, and I'm going to feel okay for about one to two hours, but then I'm going to start feeling like I need it again. And it's just a horrible, horrible feeling of doom, you guys. So if you have asthma, if you have something wrong, and you're not breathing well, please go get it looked at. It is well worth the money, even if you don't have insurance. It is well worth the money, even if you have an insurance, if you have a copay, please go get it looked at because you need to be here. You need to be, be living as long as you possibly can. And if you don't have good functioning lungs, your life is going to be shortened. So please do whatever you need to do. That's just kind of a side note because it's so serious. Um, and how I got on that topic was telling you that even with lungs, so mine are fairly well controlled right now. I'm kind of moving my hand back and forth like so-so because it's not completely solved. There are days when I've just had my morning and night preventative inhaler and I feel like I need to take it again. And I can't remember what I was doing a couple days ago, just in the house. I started feeling like, man, I'm not breathing well today. This, this is not okay today. Um, yesterday, I didn't do a cardio or a HIIT workout or any lifting weights. Um, I lift weights in my house. I don't have really heavy ones, but I like to lift light weights and do a lot of repetitions of it. I didn't feel like doing that yesterday. Um, I just was probably feeling lazy or a little bit not interested, but I still wanted to get a workout in. And so finally the second, like, I guess after I got off work, went to the store, bought the ice cream that was naughty, but ice cream is my absolute favorite. I wanted to sit down and veg out and watch BTS or watch K-drama because I'm working on a couple different K-dramas right now. And I wanted to make dinner, but I just didn't really feel like it. So I'm like, you know what? I, I'm sore. I'm not breathing well. Let me go ahead and try some yoga. A lot of my family members have done yoga, but I've never pursued it much myself. However, I bought a yoga DVD recently because my aunt made one after she got certified in yoga. I purchased one of her DVDs and I tried it last night and I made it all the way to 22 minutes into her DVD before I was like, okay, my body's done. This is hard. It's done. I'm done. I rested about five minutes and took a little break. And then I'm like, you know what? I want to do some more. Had to take a break. And then I came back and did 18 more minutes, but it was awesome. And I'm sore today, but I feel so much better. I'm breathing better today, but I'm not breathing great. Even with respiratory problems, you can still be a singer. If you guys know of David Archuleta, he had one of his vocal cords um, collapse on him or became paralyzed. And I don't know if it was a temporary paralysis or if he had to get a surgery on it or something, or if he had to have it removed. But now because of that, he, when he inhales to take his next breath so that he can continue singing, you really hear his inhale. But I'm really happy that he still has one of his vocal cords in really good condition and he's able to make a career so far being a singer and a songwriter. So hopefully all goes well in every single one of the BTS members' lives and they get to use their instruments and their skills 
for a very long time. Now, I see someone like J-Hope and Jimin being able to dance for quite a long time as well. I see them being in such great condition now that most of them are probably going to be able to continue dancing for a good number of years for a while. Maybe even all of them will. But there's going to come a time when I think a lot of idols or a lot of performers decide that they have performed enough in that capacity and that they need to cut back or that they want to cut back. So, of course, no one can speak for them. They have their own body. They are the only one that knows what they can do and what they feel. We're so happy. Obviously, all of us are so glad that we have them to continue dancing and performing for us. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm not going to deny it. Every single BTS member has a really nice body and really nice face and they're in great shape. And actually, just to tell you just bluntly, I'll admit it right now, I'm attracted to every single one of them, but I'm attracted to Jimin a lot less and very differently than I am attracted to the rest of them, if that makes sense. So I can look at Jimin this is such a side tangent, you guys. I'm so, I'm so out of order here with the layout that I was actually going to speak to you, with you. Um, Jimin is beautiful. Jimin is gorgeous. Jimin is stunning. Jimin is like a fairy. He is angelic. He is blessed with looks. He is charming. He has those two cute front teeth that are not exactly even. And that adds to his charm, and he's sweet, and he's wonderful, and I wouldn't change anything on him, anything about his looks or his personality or anything, but I'm not attracted to Jim in the way I'm attracted to the rest of them, and I don't know why. Um, and I don't think that there's a problem about that. I think that's totally fine. That's There's more of Jim in for the rest of you guys to go around then, right? I am OT7. I love them all. I do have an ultimate bias, but I still love them all. And we should talk about this sometime because it is so hard to even imagine that any one of these seven guys could be a bias for me because I love them so much. And the percent or the tiny little difference between one or two guys like that would rank them for me in how I feel about them, how they're my favorite or my next favorite or my next favorite or whatever, my bias or my bias wrecker or my record to my record or my side wreckers. How in the world could I possibly love this one more than I love that one, or like this one more than I like that one, or enjoy this one more than the others? I have no idea, because they're all awesome, charming, funny, talented, hilarious, handsome, sexy, uh, like breaking my heart every day in the fact that I don't have somebody like that in my life, for real, and the fact that I feel like I never will find someone like that with those qualities of giving and caring and watching out for each other and um, like being willing to talk out their conflicts and hug it out and say I love you at the end and all those things that we've gotten to see them do because they 
let us see them with the camera on them all the time. So breaking my heart every day that I can't have that, that I don't have that, not even in my friendships, not even in my family, I don't have that. But also melting my heart and touching my heart every day, multiple times a day, for the sheer adorableness, preciousness, and like just how much in admiration I feel for each one of them. And they're all such different guys. They all bring such uniqueness and individuality to the group. You can't say these two are like twins. They're so much alike. Even if they have things that they like that they do the same, they're all so amazingly different. And I love them. And so like my kids and I were talking the other night and they were like, you know what? Isn't V pretty much the most handsome, the best looking man in the entire world? I was thinking like, yeah, I kind of think he is. I kind of do. Although I have a big crush on Park Young-Chik and Park Sojun and Choi Min-ho and uh, Kim Woo-bin and <laughs> Doji Han. <laughs> uh, what's the other guy's name? Ji Chan Wook. I love these guys. They're so handsome and amazingly gorgeous guys. That's why I'll never get married, I'm sure, because I can't get past this bar that BTS and these actors have raised the bar so high. It feels impossible that I could ever be that attracted to someone else because I feel like I would be cheating on them all the time when I'm watching K-dramas <laughs> and when I'm listening and watching to be watching BTS I just feel like I'd be cheating on the guy that I would have chosen to get married to because I don't feel that I'm, there's ever going to be a guy that I'm going to be as attracted to physically, even sexually attracted to. And I'm not trying to say that in a bad way for any of my younger listeners, a sexual attraction is not something that is like inappropriate. I don't necessarily know how to explain it, but I'll just try to do the best in the way that I know how to explain it is like, I can look at a girl and I can think she is absolutely gorgeous. Most beautiful creature I've ever seen as far as women and females go, but I'm not sexually attracted to that girl. So I can think that her hair is to die for and her makeup and her skin, or even if she's got no makeup and she's just naturally beautiful stunning like like you can't even talk because this person takes your breath away they are so beautiful I'm not sexually attracted to her like I wouldn't want to be romantic with her I wouldn't want to be romantic with a female because I'm not like that I like even at times I'm like could I be no I like when it all is said and done and I I know that I am a girl who likes guys and I always have been and I always will be and so I, I don't want to get romantic and cuddle up with a girl. Um, like if I'm with a bunch of my girlfriends and we're all like hanging out, having a girl's night or overnight or whatever, a retreat at a cabin somewhere, I could, I could cuddle up with girls, but I'm not going to feel some kind of excitement. Like my heart's not going to race. My breathing isn't going to change. My, like my body's not going to tingle. I'm not going to have my senses heightened. But I'm not trying to say this in a way that makes any teenagers or anyone young that's listening to feel uncomfortable or even any of my older listeners, anyone who might be more reserved, more conservative, more 
um, old fashioned, or maybe if we've grown up in certain religions that tell us to suppress these feelings or these desires or these urges or whatever it is, you can, okay, so for anyone who's younger, just starting to decide that you kind of have a crush on somebody, having a crush on somebody doesn't always mean that you like how they look. You can have a crush on someone and not necessarily really love and appreciate how they look, but their personality is so charming, or you really love how you feel when you're with them, you want to sit by them all the time, you want to walk with them, you want to eat with them, whatever it is. And you guys, if you've watched K-dramas, have probably seen, there are some times where they will see each other, like the male and female lead, or whoever is going to be the leads, will see each other, and then sometimes they'll be like, oh my goodness, that person is so cute, so pretty, whatever, so handsome, he takes my breath away, like they fall in love with them instantly, and then sometimes they end up together, and there's always a triangle, we're probably going to talk about K-dramas sometime, because I'm very enthusiastic about them, it's super fun. Anyone who wants to talk about K-dramas, please hit me up, because I totally want to, and, um, but then there are times when they're like, yeah, I guess she's kind of cute, yeah, I don't know, she's kind of cute, but I wouldn't date her. Or he's kind of cute, but I'd never date him. Like, it takes a good while for them to really fall in love with that person. They have to spend a lot more time with them. You're just a regular human. That stuff is natural and normal. As you grow and as you become interested in somebody, having a crush on them, admiring how they look, admiring how you feel when you're with them, wanting to be with them more, wanting to change even, being wanting to be a better person or a different person because of them and because you see them and you want to be with them. And so people can inspire you, like when you have a crush on someone, when you have feelings for someone, they can inspire you to change your life or to be better. If I was dating somebody, I would work even harder to get in shape than I am now. I'm working on it every day. Some days I will not do a good job, but I'm working on it every day and I'm not doing it so that I can meet someone and get married to them or have a boyfriend. I'm doing it for me because I want to live as long as I can. I'm doing it to show my kids, my two boys from my previous marriage, that their mom can be more fit and more active and more healthy. I'm doing it because I want them to strive for meeting somebody to have relationships with or get married to, whatever, that is healthy and strong and fit. Even if there's someone that's more bigger bone, has a larger frame, or might even have some health issues that make it really hard to trim down to lose weight. That's what I have going for me. It's not great. It's not fun. I don't wish it on anybody, but it's true. It's here. It's part of my reality, and it's going to be very hard and uh, take a lot of time and effort and possibly money that I don't want to spend on getting healthy and getting fit and getting in shape. I may have to get a personal trainer at some point. I may have to spend a lot of money on vitamins and remedies and herbs to get my immune system a lot healthier so that I can handle it to exercise better. I might have to subscribe to some type of meal plan or something to be able to make sure that I'm getting all of the different balanced things that my body needs in a meal. So anyway, that was kind of a tangent about having a crush, about sexual attraction, and about how I don't know how I can possibly choose one BTS member over all the rest of them to be my bias. So what I did, as far as I know, this is just what feels true to me, 
is what decided the bias for me is how I feel about that person's whole self, regardless of how they look. Because at first, when I first found BTS, I was sure my bias was one member. And then I watched a lot of fan videos because I didn't know about Bangtan TV. I didn't know about their Twitter. I didn't know about their Instagram. I didn't know about Bangtan Bombs. I didn't know about Run BTS. I didn't know about V Live. I didn't know about Weverse. All I knew was these fan-made videos and a couple of interviews with Jimmy Fallon and Ellen DeGeneres and a couple of award shows, but I didn't even know that they went on those award shows at the time. So really the bulk of content that I was seeing at first was fan-made videos, was the crack videos and the Namjoon being sick of the members for 10 minutes straight and um, Jimin falling down on people and furniture and on the floor for 9 minutes straight and... Um, Jin is the only one who can handle Savage Yoongi and different stuff like that. Those are the types of videos that I was seeing at first. So I was like, you know what? As I'm watching these more and more and more, my, what I think is my bias, who that is, is shifting. Now I think it's this other one. And I went like that for a couple days. And then I was like, well, now I don't know because I really admire this guy and I really like this guy. And my friend, she's like, you don't have to pick a bias. You can love them all. You can pick a bias if you want, but really, you don't pick a bias. The bias picks you. They find you. They come to you. I'm like, you know what? That makes total sense. So let's just take some time. Don't worry about any of this. Doesn't mean I'm not a K-pop fan. Doesn't mean I'm not a BTS fan if I don't have a bias. So I just keep on watching. I find the Bangtan TV channel. I find VLive. I subscribe to it, whatever. I make the login. I find more Twitter, I mean, I find their Twitter, and then I find other people's Twitter accounts, and then I'm like, you know what, let's let me make a Twitter, because I'm loving this so much, and this seems like a really good way to get BTS content fresh and notified right when it's happening, and then um, I find out about Weavers a few weeks later, and, like, I'm still finding out about stuff I didn't even know about Weply, or what are some of those other ones, until more recently, it seems like there's like a Japanese one or something where people are getting BTS content and I didn't even know about that until a couple of weeks ago. So, um, whatever it is, the thing that I'm thinking of is there's this one short video clip where Suga and V are standing against a white wall and they've got a tiger puppet and they're doing some kind of song or little choreography with the puppet. I don't remember where I, where someone said that was from, but it's definitely not an app that I have. So it's something I don't really know about, that I don't really understand what's available out there. But finally, after watching a couple of the Festa talks, the KKUL Honey FM, I'm watching and I'm watching and I'm watching and loving it, laughing at all the funny stuff, rewinding it over and over again, um, like crying at all the parts that are touching me the most and feeling like, ah. Oh, why did I have to miss out on six years of their life together as BTS? Why didn't I find them until the seventh year started? Just feeling like, just so happy for all of you that knew them before and found them at the beginning and so sad for all of us that didn't find them until more recently and sitting there like happy and sad, just like 
bittersweet mix of emotions, feeling like, man, why am I so old? Why can't I be their age? Why can't I just be a couple years older than them? Then I can just be like a bona fide Nuna instead of a much older girl that feels like she doesn't deserve to be called Nuna because she's older. And then knowing about that one, was it a fan meet or something where this one person stood up and she was in her 40s and she's like, I guess I... I can't be Nuna. I guess you're going to have to call me whatever else. I don't know if it was Ajuma or something else. And they're like, no, 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 you're not too old to be Nuna. We can still call you Nuna. And then like age doesn't matter anyway. So that was a couple of years ago. I'm not sure exactly which year that was, but it was Jin and Suga who said it. And when I saw that, I was like, yes, I don't have to think of myself as old anymore. But at the time I was like, man, I'm old. I'm not 26. I'm not 24. I'm not 30. I have two kids. I'm not sitting here talking about this like I actually want to fool myself into thinking I actually have a chance to mate, sorry, <laughs> to meet and date and marry any BTS members. I'm not thinking that at all. Is there something inside of me that would kind of ache for it? Yes, but not like in a delusional, um, I deserve them and they're my husband and um, I'm going to meet them someday and totally marry them. I'm not thinking that, but it's like the wishful thinking, you know, it's like that longing, that dream that's never going to happen. And then, so hopefully you can hope for the next best thing. If you can't have that, you can hope for that. And I've mentioned, um, a friend on here before she loves BTS. Uh, I believe she's Jimin biased. I don't know how she feels about the members as far as like the sexual attraction and the crushes and all that. But I know that she has had a boyfriend who was studying or training or trying to learn things so that he could possibly be a performer and be like an idol or whatever. And that person ended up being Korean or Chinese or something. So she's definitely attracted to Asian men. And like to her, she loves her man. She loves him. She loves BTS. She has a bias in BTS, but she loves her man. She's attracted to her man. So I think that's really cool. And I want that for all of us. Anyone who wishes that they could be with someone who makes, who's like BTS members, who makes us feel the way we feel about them. But like I was telling you, I, if I were married right now or dating, I would feel like I was cheating on my man because I'm not going to stop thinking that BTS is super hot and attractive and all that. So I know you girls are with me. I know even some guys are with me. <laughs> I know I have some male listeners. Shout out to everybody who's attracted to BTS, has crushes on them, and really wishes that we could find someone like those members who makes us feel the way that we do when we're seeing them. Before I wrap up this episode, I want to thank you guys again for coming and listening to what I have to share. And most of the material here was recorded in June, and I first wondered when I listened to it back if I had any material that was actually going to be of any use. But also, I felt that there were a couple of stories here and some valuable information that hopefully someone can gain something from. So I decided to go ahead and use it. Most of this was recorded June 17th before my army anniversary, which was June 24th. And I definitely need to talk about Map of the Soul, the journey. So that's going to be coming up next. And I appreciate you guys, as always, for giving this a chance and listening. 
And if you've been sharing with anyone who you think could use it or would enjoy it, again, I thank you for that too. And I hope all of you are doing well. I hope you're taking care. Please don't live in a ball of stress. Don't live in tightness and nerves and tension. Try to find a way to release it, whether it's yoga or music or singing or getting rid of junk in your house, getting rid of clutter or items that you don't need that someone else might want. If you have a donation center near you that is accepting items, make an appointment or whatever you need to do. Put stuff in a box and get rid of it so that you have more space to breathe and feel conscious and aware of your surroundings and less stress because it's proven that clutter and disorganization makes people feel more stressed. It makes people feel more sick or busier or more tired or less functional. So I'm just encouraging everyone, whether it's exercising, going for a walk, looking at the sky, looking at art, making crafts or making a good meal or just resting a little bit more or whatever you need to do, just make sure that you stay sane and that you find a way to have more calmness and more peace in your life. And I'm cheering you guys on. Please make sure you know how to find me if you want to talk. And if you can't find me in Twitter or if you if you find me but for some reason you try to send me a DM and it doesn't work. It should work because my DMs are open. But if you can't, then please go ahead and email me at Gmail. So it's lovenotesfromarmy at gmail.com. And I'll talk to you guys soon. Take good care. Thanks for listening. And this has been Begin the Search.